episode of Hold My Whistle. Today is August 30th, almost the end of the month. Uh, I'm Paulo. I'm Foy. Today we're talking about college football is back. We're checking in on Manny Wood, and we're going to talk about some of our favorite pregame music when we used to play football. Back in the day kind of stuff. Back in the day when I was young. And had more hair. Oh, tons of hair. <laughs> and, and we're going to talk about hair later today, too. So, hey. Hey, there you go. Um, but today, it's kind of sad, but I'm excited as well. And all of us, you know, Randy's not here, obviously. I'm not going to mention Randy. But you are actually been working on your new home. Yes. And right now, this is our last episode in my garage at my current uh, condo. I'm going to miss this place a lot. It's It's kind of... It's bittersweet. It's very bittersweet. I, you know, we've hosted things here, birthday parties. That's about it. <laughs> so I, I don't hold to, you know, I'm not one to host, but it was a great place for people to come hang out. You actually used to come visit me. Yeah. You, sat, you sat on my couch. Yeah. It, which one? You, <laughs> I've had multiple. I've had, had multiple, multiple couches. couches. And actually today we moved my couches and you helped me because you have a truck and I don't. I have a 1997 Ford Exploder, which is just a piece of crap. You always trip on me that I call my my crappy car scrapers. They're such they're just pieces of shit. Bob. Oh yeah, hoopties, total hoopty. <laughs> What's the worst car you've ever driven? Ooh, uh, ninety seven Chevy Cavalier. Oh, that is pretty bad. Yeah, it was bad. Like I don't want to consider it bad, but one of my worst cars was. Well, it wasn't bad. It was fast, but it was a eighty five CRX. I missed your hatchback. Oh, the hatchback. It was, I think that was a 93 Honda hatchback. That it was just so bare bones. Oh, dude. We got the best out of that thing. Do we talk? So we go, you know, one of the fishing trips that Sean and I used to go on every year when we first met was a trip to Bishop, California to Lake Crowley. And when I moved back to San Jose after hanging out in Santa Barbara, I bought my hatchback, and I would have to drive up to Nevada and back down the 395 to Crowley while you guys went through Bakersfield or uh, Lake Isabella area. Yeah, we'd go we'd go south. We'd go through Lancaster on the 14, all the way to Mojave, and then we'd hit 395 like we're going to Mammoth. <laughs> so one year, I drive up north. I get through, you know, and we got to go into town. All the boys are together. You know, we have some big boys hanging out with us, O-linemen in college, just six, five dudes hanging out with us and we're ready to drink. So we drive into town, go to the bar and everyone's driving trucks. And at this time, I think LA bought Crowley, right? Um, I think it was LA County bought Crowley. Well, no, DWP, uh, Los Angeles has always owned the water rights, I think to Lake Crowley. So what happened is where we used to camp pretty much on the shore of the lake, they, they, they stopped us from camping there. And so there used to be a dirt road about what? Half a mile? Yeah, at least. And we'd take this road, and we could get to the, the lake shore, and we'd set up camp. Well, because they didn't want us camping there because they just purchased the water rights or they wanted to restrict camping on the lakeside, they filled it up with a lot of soft sand. Oh, God, I remember It that. was deep. I remember rolling up on that. So you guys are already there for a day, right? And your uncle had the 4x4, four, the four four, and he, he hauled the trailer on there, and you guys made it, but you had to creep and crawl. Yeah. You had, to, you had to drive through the soft sand. And I had my hatchback with, like, my $100 intake <laughs> and my tachometer, <laughs> thinking it was all Vin Diesel. Yeah, you were and fast. And I remember I, pulled, I finally pulled up, you know. 
off to the lake, and we have to get on the far side of the lake off from the highway. And I, there's two or three four-by-fours with trailers that, hey, we're going to get stuck in this because it's too heavy of a load. Right? I'm like, get the fuck out of my way. I have my four-banger Honda, <laughs> right? And I rev it up, and I charge it through, and I make it through, which is super exciting. I see all my boys by the lakeside, you know. Anyways, like we said, we have to go to town and camp for the night. I mean, drink. Yeah, it was an important night. It was an important night. So everyone decides, hey, let's take the hatchback. So I have a college offensive center. I got two six five Vikings. I have you, your cousin Eddie, and me Yeah, in a five-seater car. It was a tight fit, to say the least. So we squeeze into my Honda hatchback. We drive into town, and I am the sober one. Wink, wink. <laughs> we decided to drive back. It's what? 12.30? No, it's like 2.30 in the 2:30 morning. 2.30 in the morning. It's late. There's no lights. We're in the middle of the desert. And I hit this sand road. I'm like, okay, boys, let's get ready to do this. Right? The sand is very deep. I rev up my, my Honda hatchback. I hit the gas. And I'm swerving. It's, it's not a straight... If it was a straight shot, it'd be that much easier. But the thing you're missing is, at the very end, there's a 90-degree hairpin... Hard right. turn. And there's fence posts on either side. It's like they're, they're light poles, pretty much. Yeah, cut off light poles. So I, I rev it up, and I go for it. And it's pretty much drift mode. Tokyo Drift ha- hadn't come out yet, but I was drifting. Yes, you were. So I hit it, and we go through the sand. The sand is so deep and so loose that it's coming through the AC. The AC vents. Not to mention, we're drunk as shit. I have the high beams on, and we're moving. Everyone's laughing. <laughs> yeah. Right? You can feel the sand on the bottom of the... Of the car. The best part was is when the jackrabbit ran out in front. Well, they didn't know there was a jackrabbit, Sean. <laughs> there was a jackrabbit. A, 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 this was a big rabbit. This wasn't no mediocre little bunny in a cage. This had to be at least, what, 18 inches tall? Oh, dude, it was huge. Huge jackrabbit. And we were so low in the sand, we hit the jackrabbit. And you can't, because you can't stop. No. I committed. I committed to the. Fully committed. I fully committed in my four banger Honda. And, you know, the jackrabbit happened to run right in front of me and it rolled over the top of the Honda. Everyone's laughing. And then we have to, we come up to the 90 degree turn. It's a hard left. There's a telephone pole there. That's a gate really. And I'm turning it and we're all screaming like, oh my gosh, we're going to hit it. How close did we get to hitting it? Three, four inches? Inches. We're like, ah, I'm turning the wheel. We make it. We turn back out. We make it to the lake. We're all laughing. And the whole time, your cousin's passed out drug. Didn't oh, even realize what we did. He didn't remember any of that night. He passed out before we left the casino. Oh, man. That was a good car. Oh, that was a great night. Honda hatchback. I miss that thing. Yeah. But yeah, a Cavalier, though, too. That's pretty messed up. Yeah. It was my mom's. <laughs> no, but Sean helped me move today. Busted out my couches. We did all the stuff. It's our last episode here in, in the dungeon, my garage. You know, if it's a little echoey, it's because we got rid of all the boxes of shoes that all we hadn't sh- sold from my previous business venture. All our soundproofing is gone, so it's a little <laughs> echoey in here. I, I, I got to invest in the, was it chicken egg cartons? Yeah, or Dynomat. I mean, either one. Which, you, yeah. I might spray, like, I could buy insulation. Yeah, you could get the spray on stuff. You never know. 
But so we worked hard today. Yeah. And then we decided to record. Oh, yeah. You, you got, we got, we got to stay, stick to the plan, stick to the schedule. You know, it's our recording night. We got to do it. And so last week we didn't really do too much. We had a, a football game. We weren't ready really to celebrate, but we put in work today. A lot of work. And Sean busted out a special bottle of a new whiskey. And we've drank Dickel before. But this last weekend, he had a golf tournament, and he came up on a special batch of Dickel, which we've already drank Dickel, but this is the classic number eight recipe. The other one was the, the number 12 recipe, the sour mash. This is the small batch, handcrafted, uh, classic eight recipe. And I'm, I'm going to go out and say it was fantastic. Well, it was a two, two cocktail night, even for you. For yeah. me, I've had two cocktails and, and done this. Yeah. This is probably the first two cocktail night. Maybe the second. You know, the first one went down so smooth and easy. It was like, oh, I was done and Paulo wasn't quite there yet. I'm like, are you ready for number two? And yeah. We, well, you're fine. You put in the work. Yeah. You know. But uh, the color of this stuff is amazing. It's very light and it's got, it's got a great bite to it. Great, I, I, bite. I, great bite. Yeah, there's a lot of whiskeys we, we, we've talked about. It's smooth going in, and it just lets you know, hey, you're a man. You're drinking whiskey. Oh, if, you know, even... I love the descriptive word bite. It's got bite you feel in the back of your throat. You know, it's it's almost... You want to say it's like cinnamony, but it's not. I think it's caramel. Caramel. Caramel? Caramel tones. Okay. It's sweet. When we first had that first sniff of it, it was like, yeah. oh, I was like, this is going to be good. Yeah. You could tell right, right so, from jump. So Sean and I have been studying the art of whiskey tasting. We, we, we're, we're working on a game. We're not trying to be a mediocre whiskey review. This is legitimate. So This is whiskey time. We, <laughs> this is whiskey time. The number one source for your best whiskeys. Yes. And so we looked up this guy. His name is Richard Patterson. And he's got these YouTube, two or three YouTube videos of how to taste whiskey. And he's got, he's Irish or English? No, he's Scottish. He's Scottish. He's okay, Scottish. so they have a history in Scotch whiskey, sure. right? And he, and I don't even get past the smelling part of it because he's got a schnoz, first of all. It's a beak, dude. dude. It's in there. And they he doesn't smell it out of a, what kind of glass is this? I'd call it a highball glass. A highball glass, correct. You know, Sean is our barman. He's going to give us all the knowledge on that kind of equipment. But he's drinking out of a copita. It's like a small champagne glass, wine glass combo. It looks like a water cup almost. Yeah. So he swirls it around. And his, was it, one in circumference circle at the top of this? Roughly, yeah. And his nose fits perfectly in there. And he doesn't take one whiff. He takes three or four whiffs. And he's he, he sticks his schnoz into the glass. And he's like, hey, so when you smell this glass or this whiskey... And he sneaks, he puts his nose in the glass. He goes, hey, how are you? And he takes it out. How you doing? Takes another whiff. Nice to meet you. I'm doing fine. And he takes these four <laughs> whiffs of whiskey. And, and I understand what he's trying to say. You got to take three or four small sniffs of the whiskey to get the essence of what's going on. But he makes sure you use but both nostrils. He does. And, and he... He, he he manipulates his nose with his fingers, and it's so big, it kills me. I'm like, oh, my God, what does he do with his nostrils? But he's getting in there, and he's teaching you about whiskey. And so, you know, I took a lesson from him. It's not too bad, you yeah. know. So we smelled this thick on it. It was smelling great. I was, it, it smelled fantastic. It was good. You know, I've, I'm pretty excited about this whiskey. So, yeah, we had two. It's making me feel good. I'm putting it. Uh, it, it jumped into the top three. 
I think I, I think it's on the same level as the the, the actual Dickel, the Dickel twelve, the, the Dickel twelve, and the Dickel eight. If I, you want, I think if it's a little sweeter going in, I think it has the same bite at the end, but the sweetness. It, it, I think after the third sip, it's where it, where it wins. Yeah, it, it, it definitely once it gets uh, it gets acclimatized to the ice in the glass. You know, I th- I really think acclimatized, big word. If it is even a word, um, it, you know, it it just it accents the bitters and everything in such a way that it just tastes so good when it hits your lips. You know. Oh yeah. And I, I'm going to get so the story of how we got this bottle is pretty fun too. You you and your partner at the golf tournament, there was a Dickel booth or tent. Yeah, it was a tent. At one of the holes? Yeah, we were... Uh, and you hijacked this bottle? Yes, we did. Um, we were recently playing at a, a charity golf tournament that typically is food and booze on almost every hole. It's the Shumash Classic every year. Um, they host it around here. And... Um, How'd you shoot? Uh, we were like seven or eight under. Nothing special. Like minus 17 won it. But you go, you go for the drinks... And the raffle. Well, you started off hard. I heard you were drinking lemonade and vodkas, and you well, needed decomp- it was a decompression day for you. It, it definitely was. Um, it you know the the tournament itself it, it falls on a day we have practice. So, but it's a late practice, so I could get tea time. It's under the lights. Tea time was at ten o'clock, so I figured I had a solid three to four hours, you know, to get my drinking in. So your morning drink is a lemonade vodka. Um, it was, it just happened to be on the first hole. So, Oh, I, okay. I'll give you that. You know, it was, uh, God, what, uh, what vodka was it? It was, it was some vodka with lemonade. It was good. I Cause they, 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 they make the mixer for you, right? Yeah. So the Dickel, they were trying to make it, mix it with sweet tea. It was like peach tea or something. It was, I can't do that. It was, I tried it and it was way too sweet, but you know, I got, I got plenty of vodka in, the, in that day. Uh, a couple of tequila shots. Okay. So it's not a charity golf tournament. No, it is. No, no. Let's say let, uh, uh, circumstance. Here we go. Ready? It's not a charity golf tournament. You're with your boys. It's early morning, tea time. What's your drink? First, first drink of the day. First drink of the day. You're before eight. Let's say eight o'clock drink. What are you drinking? Uh, vodka OJ. That's a screwdriver. Yes. Yeah. Got got to get my vitamin C in. Don't want to get scurvy. <laughs> you don't want to get. Scurvy. Got it. Well, have you C. ever done the Greyhound with grapefruit juice? I hate grapefruit I juice. I hate grapefruit juice. It's it, so bitter. It doesn't do it for me. And are you a Bloody Mary guy? No, that doesn't work for me. I either. love Bloody Marys. And it's not really because like, I like tomato juice and I like all the accoutrement. Well, when they put like the bacon. bacon. Yeah. No, I, I just, it's too, it's too spicy for me. It, it'll give me heartburn. <laughs> I love spicy breakfast. I am eggs and Tabasco guy. You know, I, I, so that if I'm not eating breakfast and I'm doing a drink, I'm throwing it on. Okay. Now that, you know, I'm a whiskey guy, like Jack and Diet is my go-to, but first, first out, first out the gate, stuff. Yeah, you gotta, out the gate, you know. It's a pre-game drink. People have pre, pre-workout. There's definitely a pre-drink for golf and I'm guessing. Yeah, that, that's mine. Well, have you ever done like an Irish coffee or is that more post like late night? <sighs> I don't drink coffee, you know, Me either, you know, I, you know, I like a good Kahlua in coffee or Bailey's in coffee, but that's like, that's gotta be late. It's it gotta be late. a late, like a dessert it's, cocktail. It is right. Like after a Thanksgiving dinner and everyone, you know? Yeah. Something like that. But if I'm starting the day off first hole and I I have a cocktail, it's gotta be vodka OJ. What about if you're already drunk? Maybe you pre-gamed the night before 
and you wake and up. And you got to keep it going. Do you go right to a morning drink or or you, do you just skip onto a normal cocktail? Uh you got you got to keep you got to keep your your tendencies, your, your tendencies. And I'm going to stick with the vodka OJ. That that's primarily my first drink of the day if I drink early morning. You know, it just it's just the way I roll. You know, I just keep, you know, I'm really looking to get I, you know, I don't really want to talk about drinking too much, but I might have a shot. So hit me up with a shot, and then I'll go OJ, straight OJ. Shot of what? Um, I'll go tequila or whiskey. Ugh. Yeah, it'll wake me up. Yeah, I can't, you know, I like drinking whiskey, but I don't like taking shots of whiskey. Yeah, well, it, it, you know what I take shots of? And it's not really my favorite drinking whiskey. Wheatgrass? No, I do Jameson. I can't, yeah. I used to work at, so I, I bartended at the Irish pub, remember in Gilroy, the Clada? Yeah. And so we just did shots and shots of JMO all the time. Yeah. And so it's just easy for me. In my head, it's just like what is my go-to. In in the words of our cinema adventure friends, that's not my shit. <laughs> Definitely not my shit. Cinema adventure is doing some cool stuff. Oh, yeah. They're coming up. Dude, they, they're reviewing. I'm, I'm super jealous and because I, I want to see it. Is the TV show Yellowstone. Oh, yeah. That looks so good. Kevin Costner finally doing a good Western because... Uh, a open range was the open shit. Open range was good, but I cannot get over his ERP. Wyatt Earp was terrible. It was because we love Tombstone. Yeah, it it just it's and not, Tombstone can't be beat. No, definitely untouchable. Definitely, it's not. the Michael Jordan of movies, of what western, of new westerns, male movies. Sure, whatever. Yeah. It's it's a great. It's one of the greatest. I I but they're reviewing Yellowstone, agree. and I'm jealous. I have not gotten into it yet. I was it Paramount. It's the new Spike. Yeah, it's the new Spike Paramount Channel. It's like two forty nine or two. So he's a what? He's a ca- a, a cow rancher. Something in Montana or I need to check it out. I want to review it. We're going to talk about it later. I'm going to pirate it somehow. Oh, it's it's easy. That's easy. I'm the worst at pirating. I know I'm a Sandinist pirate. <laughs> Coach, you, no, I didn't play, but you can't you can't pirate films. I. I don't have that kind of time. Yeah. Or the... Uh, or Wi-Fi. Or the, <laughs> the Wi-Fi is horrible. Hey, the Wi-Fi is working strong. The last night. day I'm living in this freaking place, the Wi-Fi is spectacular. Oh, I know. We've had no issues down in the dungeon tonight. <laughs> uh, let's, get, right. let's get into it today. Starting lineups. Sean. Today. Last one in the dungeon. Give me your starting lineup. All right, this is a second-time starting lineup person for me. Uh, I'm going with Aaron Rodgers, A.A. Ron. You know, he just inked the largest deal in NFL history. Four years, $134 million, and could be worth upwards of $180 million. Well, He's got to do all the incentives. Yeah. Um, big, uh, big, big props to him for getting paid. Now, is it the best move for him? You know, I'm not sure. You know, they got rid of Jordy. Like, he doesn't have they the still best got, weapons. Devontae's all good. They still got Cobb. Cobb's garbage. He's not garbage. Man, he, well, that, to each his own, but he's got targets. Uh, you know, they picked up Jimmy Graham, who should be a decent red zone target for him. Uh, but their run game is still shit. Ty Montgomery's not a back. Um, yeah, it's just, it's a good financial move for him. But career-wise, you know, he could have went elsewhere. But you, you thought there's another team that be better, that would be better for him. Um, I'm sure there's. Where a, would you see him fitting in? Anywhere. 
anywhere. I'm sure that's easy, but people are already invested. Yeah, if you don't have a premier quarterback at this stage in the game, your team's shit. Correct. Right. He he staying. Look at. I think the comfortability of staying at a, in a town in a city that you've already been established in. They're building around you. You know, they put a, together his line that he's probably happy with, and that's probably most important. Aaron Rodgers, I've heard, has taken care of his line from day one, and I'm not just talking to the Green Bay Packers. Cal Berkeley, one of my buddies is a Alameda County firefighter, and one of his coworkers is a ex-Cal Berkeley O-lineman, and Aaron still pays for his car. Buys him a new car like every six, seven years. No way. Yes. That's badass. Dude, I'm telling you, the guy with this new contract. Somebody, everybody. And, and, and firefighters get paid. He, yeah. don't, he don't need a new car. Yeah. Aaron's taking care of him. Yeah. Uh, but props to the Packers. You know, they're, they're, they're holding the it's franchise. It's an awesome franchise, man. Yeah. You want. Historic. Historic franchise. They're, they're keeping. They're keeping hit their best player in the system and keeping him happy. You know, he wasn't real happy when they got rid of Jordy. Well, it's a big move. I think, I think, you know, to it, it makes up for it. I, I think it's their way. And of Jordy's tra- coming off a huge injury. Jordy's not even going deep in a lot of people's fantasy drafts because of, you know, his knee injury. You know, when you're a speed guy and, you know, you're trying to make a comeback, it's tough. You're not that possession type guy that all right, you weren't really beating people deep to begin with, but now you you've lost the element of speed. I think let's say let's say Green Bay does keep him. Do they pay Aaron, Aaron this much money? Um, you probably can't. You know, it's it, a little less significant. I don't know if it's significantly less, but it's definitely less because I'm sure he would have taken less money to keep to Jordan. Keep him. But this is his last big contract too. Yeah, there there's no. He's done after this. There's no big contract. He's gonna retire Green Bay Packer. You uh, just have to go to some weird city and play a couple of years. I think it's a good move. And yeah. he's on your second lineup. It's not a bad, you know. Yeah, no, it, it's not a bad move. Um, the contract's supposed to run out when he turns 40. So at that point, he's got a choice either to hang him up or try and be like Two, Tom. Two, three-year deal. Yes. Try and be like Tom. You know, that that's all you can say about that. At the end of the day, too, though, I don't see Green Bay winning another ring. I don't either. They don't. They don't have the guys. They really don't. Their defense is aging. Clay Matthews is old. Um, they really haven't upped their pass rushing game. Their secondary is is whack to say the least. Their linebackers, Nick Perry, retired. Um, so they're they're hurting. They're yeah. hurt defensively. They're not that strong. I mean, they play. They they're lucky. They play in a division where they they have a good chance. But with the emergence of the Vikings, like the Vikings just loading up on talent. Their defense is prime time. Their offense is dynamic. You know, Dalvin Cook, Stephon Diggs, Adam Thielen, Kirk Cousins. Thielen just being a hometown. Everyone loves Thielen. Oh, dude, beast. He's a beast. And Stephon Diggs getting that 60-plus million dollar contract. Now he's happy. Um, you know, they got running backs. They they got guys. Their secondary is legit. They got Sandejo. They got Harrison Harrison Smith. They what got, a big rivalry that is, Minnesota Green Bay. Oh, I mean, it's just gonna be through the roof this year. And I don't think the the Packers have the talent to compete. I think they'll be okay. If, if they do, it's a Hail Mary pass again. Something like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, they, those, those two teams come down. I've seen 
Think about it. In the last three years, those two teams have had probably the most Hail Mary passes like, to remember. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers had like two or three, and then we all remember Stefan Diggs. Yeah, that was sick against the Saints. Monumental. Pl- number one player of the year last year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, hey, okay, Aaron, two-time starting lineup for Foy. Who do you got? Me? Hey, we're talking NFL contracts. There's no one better right now. No, no one bigger than OBJ. And that's my starting lineup. His new year, his new contract, six years, ninety-eight point, pretty much ninety-eight point five million, you know, and he's partying. I love it. You know, how who comes off of? He didn't make one play last year. In a full injury year, recovery. You okay? You got heartburn? <laughs> no, I'm good. <laughs> It's the bang. It is the bang. We're doing, doing the bang energy drinks with the whiskey, with a little bit of chew, with moving my couches and all my furniture. We're just trying to stay peppy for our show. <laughs> you way to stay enthusiastic, my man. No, but OBJ, he's partying. Do you see the video of him in the locker room? No. Oh, dude, he, they're playing the song, money, 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 money. Money. And he's just in the locker room dancing with his boy. I love it, you know. He, like I said, he didn't make a play last year, you know, after his ankle injury. He's getting paid. And don't get me wrong, some of the most impressive catches you'll ever see from Odell. The, dude, the dude's ridiculous. And he's inspiring people to do other stuff. Did you see the kid who did the 360 jump spin? That was tight. Insane. Yeah. If OBJ is not in the NFL, you don't see that kid doing that. Absolutely not. I, I wholeheartedly agree. He's a game changer. And, you know, you can't single him up. You have to know where he is at all times. Um, I read an interesting, interesting tidbit today. Max Kellerman, you know, the Fox Sports, I think he's Fox Sports. Anyways, he's a boxing commentator, but he, you know, he talks with Stephen A. And now he thinks he's a master of all sports. Fucker should stick to boxing because that's what he knows. Um, He's that definitely sounds, uh, he's very... uh, how do I say? This uneducated, uneducated, but he's try He he's making his point across very clearly, and he sounds convincing. He tries to be, but you know, he he said that OBJ getting the biggest uh, receiver deal in history. Now you know he's got the most pressure. I don't think he's got a lot of pressure. You know, he's got to go out and do I- his thing. And get the ball thrown to him. I think a lot of these guys now, and especially OBJ, these he's because he's a millennial type guy. They're expecting that he wants to be that kind of guy. He wants to be the most paid guy. Yeah, that that was his goal. I mean, yeah. you don't go out and ball like that and not be the guy. Shoot, people don't realize he's in New York. It's such a tough environment, and he's doing okay. His face is out there. He is the face of the uh, uh, of the franchise. You know. <laughs> You know, huge gulp by my boy Foy. Um, he's he's the face, but when with the drafting of Saquon Barkley, that could that help, opens him up. That could help alleviate some of that pressure. How does Eli just drop as like the third most important guy, fourth most important guy in that team? Because he's old. He is old, and OBJ. You know, he's gonna throw up. He can still throw up lobs for OG. OG, Jesus Christ, Paul! Oh. How much whiskey have you drank? He's OG Beckham right now to me. Okay, okay. He's 26 years old. <laughs> and he's an OG. Triple G, OG. Yeah, sure. No. But the dude can play. Is If he's healthy, look for him to have a big year. Eli going to have a cup one, maybe two years left. Giants got to start looking quarterback at some point. Yeah. You know, it's like 
Eli, Eli's had his moment in the sun. He's got his rings. Does it make him a Hall of Famer? Mm. Well, you know what sucks, too, is that another thing that we saw um, stats I thought you were going to bring up with Max, but is that the number one highest paid receiver has not won a Super Bowl. It's 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 true. It's just happened like that. Wow. That's, a, that's an yeah. interesting tidbit. Yeah. You know, I don't see... Like who are your super? Who's your number one guy to win the team to win the Super Bowl this year? The number one team. Who do you think is going? to Yeah, if you had to pick a squad, who's winning the Super Bowl? Patriots. You you got you got to say the Patriots. Yeah, just because of the system. Um, you know the only knock is you know you lose a guy like Matt Patricia DC, and it's it's hard to replace that. Uh, yeah, but their defenses looked really. If good. anyone does replace it, it's the Patriots. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, and they get the most out of all their guys. You know, their draft picks always seem to hit. When's the last time they had a bust with a draft pick? You know, they did lose Isaiah Wynn, their number one guard. They, they move up. people around better than anyone else. Oh, yeah. They find guys. They fit into the program. It's all a system. Yeah. You don't make it as a Patriot unless you go along to get along. Right. Yeah. It's kind of cultish, but it works. It, it works. And everybody hates on them, but it works. Yeah. So, hey, OBJ, huge contract. We're proud of you. Send me some money. You know, Venmo. I got a Venmo now. Do you have a Venmo? No, I don't. Dude, send me money. It's easy. It's awesome. <laughs> I'll take that money, Graham. You know, any way you want to send it to me, OB. You know, you're on the starting lineup. Help out the podcast. <laughs> we love you. Congratulations on making the starting lineup. Let's get into writing the pine, Sean. Sit down. What do you mean? We're going to have five out there. Sit down. Sit. All right, uh, writing the pine for me this week is uh, former linebacker for the Cleveland Brown, Michael Kendricks, recently released, you know, for um, what insider trading. Insider trading, what is going on? Is he Martha Stewart? Uh, apparently. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, dude, he, this is like some legit, like, crime. Is it federal? Oh, dude, he, he's looking down some major, major allegations. Uh, Won a Super Bowl last year with the Eagles, then got tra- then got cut, like, right after. The Browns picked him up, and, you know, I just got caught up on my hard knocks right before they played the Eagles, and he's up there giving them the spiel about who's good on the Eagles, what they do, and all this, and look today, and, oh, Michael Kendricks, cut. Cut. Done. Insider, Not making the roster. Insider trading. That's wow. insane. It's like, dude, like four major investments is what the report said. And it didn't say, it didn't get into figures, but, you know, to get pop for insider trading, that's that's got to be significant. Oh, yeah. I mean. But you're going to. Did you gee, Jesus, belly gurgle. You're talking about me having to burp. You I'm gr- telling you what, you guys do not mix energy drink with whiskey. <laughs> All right. Our bodies are going crazy right now. Oh, (laughs) dude. It's all over the map right now. No, but Hard Knocks is just totally exposing all these guys. This is insane. The Browns, for how many moves they've made, and I'm saying it again, I I think I picked them at six wins when you guys had them at 500. No, I said. I'm dropping them to four wins. I'm keeping them at six wins. Four wins. Their defense is decent. Well, they're, they're... DC is. Yeah. Dude. Greg Williams, he is intense. I thought he I is said, so fucking mean to his players. I thought I said fuck a lot, but man, that guy that guy takes takes the cake. Do you like have you heard the way their defenses break? 
it's like they get ready. They have to clap. Once they clap, it's like, come get some, bitch. Yeah. Or it's, something it's, like that. Oh, it, it's pretty tight. It's funny. Like, I like their little trends, but they just do not look like a good program. Uh, just the defense looks good. They got they got the best DC I think, and that's been around. He, he's a veteran. They got Todd Haley at the OC. They got the right coaches, but their head coach uh, Hugh Jackson's such a freaking jamoke, dude. His win percentage is absolute dog garbage. Shit. And he talks to people like he's like the shit. I'm like, you're a fucking loser, dude. You've won you're two games in three years. Like I might be the most like Hugh Jackson, but at least I win. Yeah. I'm used to winning. Exactly. You know, but even talking about there's even more drama in Cleveland. It's the the rape. There's rape allegations. allegations. So two players, tight end David Njoku, who's kind of solid. Yeah, from the U. And wide receiver Rashad Higgins. They live together. Dude. So they have like a little shindig. Higgins has had a great camp, too. They're both innocent. Ish. Ish. Right? So they have, they live in an apartment together in Cleveland and they're having a little shindig. There's a girl involved. They're partying. The girl goes to sleep in, I think it's Rashad Higgins' bed, but he's not in bed with her. He's, he's being responsible. He's like on the couch, but he wakes up and one of their boys or party goers, when she wakes up, is getting boned by her or is, he's boning her when she wakes up. And so she wasn't, like, aware of it or whatever. You know, he's boning her when she's sleeping. And so there's rape at their house. They're not, you know, it's just more drama. Are they going to get in trouble for it? I don't think so. I think everyone knows the details. But it's just not good. Yeah. It's it, not a good look. It doesn't and, look good. And David Njoku's pretty solid as well. It, he's, he's a starter, right? Yeah, he's looking for a breakout year. So it's just not helping Cleveland. No. Nah. And these are the things... That's that why are just you being lose. magnified because of hard knocks. Oh, that's why you lose. You know? And then I just do not see it going well. Especially in that division. Yeah. But I'll, I will say, you, you know, Tyrod Taylor, did you see what he did in the last episode with his wrist? Oh, my God. That, it's he, like, he ran off and I was like, oh, my God, his whole arm is gone. And he comes back like. Tape it up for our preseason game? It's a pinky and something with a wrist. His pinky came out. His It, it looked like his wrist was broken in 100 pieces. If he didn't have that compression sleeve on, was it a sleeve? It might have it been It should have been. I think if there was a compression sleeve to hold it together, it would be sleeve. HMW40, sleeves.com, 40% off. Use our promo code. It's still available, guys. Still available. And obviously, it helps protect against injuries. Oh, yeah. If you didn't see that, watch it, because that shit bent like a Z. <laughs> it was pretty bad. You want your kid to tough it out? Sleeves. Yeah. You want him to look good? Sleeves. You want him to stay warm? Sleeves. Hey, my, my kid had his first game of the year, and he has some sleeve spats with his personalized number on the back. Did of you get? Field. Oh, I didn't even know you did that. Yeah, he, he, he's rocking some sleeves. What a cool moment. Yeah. So you first game where he's, you know, I know it was his first year last year in contact football. Yeah. And how old is he now? 10? He just turned 10. He turned 10 oh, on Monday. Yesterday. Yeah. Two days ago. Two days ago. So tell me how he did. Uh, first game starting, uh, he played some O-line. He did real good. Uh, pancakes? Um, no, no real pancakes, but he was downfield blocking a lot. They were they bound, Was they, he getting to the second level? He got to second level. They were running for a touchdown, and he's running after some guy, and he peels back and tries to declete him. It was a real proud dad moment for me. He didn't knock the kid off his feet, but it was a, it was a real proud moment that he saw I, it. I only had one peel back in my whole career. 
And I hate that it's illegal now. Not really. Illegal? I, under, I understand. Illegal? Illegal. Yeah, you said what, legal. Whatever. I'm I'm a big fan of peel back blocks. They're the best hits. Hey, I was always taught keep your head on a swivel. You have to keep your head on a swivel. Yeah. And so when I was playing, we were I was a strong side outside linebacker, but we played on line. It was like a five three, mm-hmm. a fifty front. Yeah. And my free safety Albert got an interception, and we were playing against uh, a pretty. This guy was went to UCLA for one or two years, I think, and then he dropped out. And but he was the big guy on the team. Everyone knew about him. He was already committed. And I peeled back, and he was like six four, six five. And I peeled back. I got him, and his knees were like at my stomach and his helmet hit me in the back. I folded him up. It was insane. But my back hurt so much because his face mask hit me. So worth it though. Oh, it was the best. Those are the best blocks. And you can't, you don't, they don't see you. It's the best. And that's, that's the best thing about like a interception. You know, you get an interception, you're automatically turning around and those guys are just looking at the guy with the ball. They don't see you coming and you just annihilate people. I would have. I probably. I only had one peel back, but if I had sleeves on, I probably would have had more. I think so. Yeah, sleeves.com, HMW40. Make sure you push it in for your promo code when you when you check out. Yeah, what's what else sports are coming up? Basketball's coming up. Is it? You know, it's still a while away. But God, it, you know, you, if you're not if you're not really paying attention to football, your kids not paying attention to football, push them to play basketball and be like, you know what? Here's some sleeves. We got forty percent off. You should really get into it. At least you look the part. Yeah. You know? Who doesn't like compression gear? Uh, it's everywhere these days. We were moving, and I could probably move more stuff if I had sleeves on. I think so. I definitely think it would help <laughs> your lifting game. All right. So let's talk about my riding the pine. All right. So I watched Hard Knocks. As did I. I do it. You know, it's what we do Tuesday night. And it was over. And... LeBron had his new show on HBO right after Hard Knocks called The Shop. Kind of controversial already because Nick Saban had a radio podcast TV show that they had in Alabama where they were going to do it because the facilities are amazing, right? Yeah. And almost every facility now has a barbershop. And they were going to have a barbershop segment asking questions while they're getting a haircut. LeBron got his lawyers. Stop that. I already have my my TV show in the works, right? And this is a year and a half in the making because the first time we saw, like, the teaser for the shop was when the NBA All-Star break was happening, which is, what, right after December? Something like that. Yeah, in New Orleans. So it's been a year and a half, a year. And the first episode comes out yesterday. They're in a barbershop. No one's really getting it. LeBron has a hat on. For three quarters of the episode well, until they finally throw the freaking or the apron on him because his hairline, his so hairline. Bad. No one, Le- LeBron. I love you. I'm I'm glad you're having a TV show and you have all these business ventures. Do you really want to bring your hairline out into the forefront? <laughs> you know what I mean, dude. It's so bad. He should just he should just go go bald. LeBron, I'm with you. Okay, there's not. A lot, I'm not a Cavaliers fan. You know, I really don't root for you that much. I understand you were one of the best and. I'll always give you that respect. But as brothers with horrible hairlines, you know, don't do a barbershop show. When you got a five head because your hairline's so well, far back. The thing is, is like, I think he tried to fix it. He got probably one of those really good surgeries. Oh, it, and it's, spent, you think it's plugs? You think it's plugs? I can't tell you, but it's not. It's patchy. Oh, it's so bad. It's, it's, there's like rat bites. Yeah. Oh, God, it's so bad. It's almost I, as bad as muzzle flash. <laughs> it's the worst whiskey ever. But... 
you know, I almost wish he wore like a headband or like maybe you should be able to play an NBA game with a skull cap. Maybe. <laughs> you know, or does LeBron go good bald? He's way too vain to let that happen. His beard is so weird too. It's very like blonde. Amish. It's very, very Amish. Amish. Yeah. The, his cheeks are the long hair and his chin is very trimmed up. Yeah. I don't know if it shapes up his face. He, he just try something else. Maybe, maybe new look. Yeah. You know, new city, new team, new look. Right, LA is not really a beard city. Pal tried it for a little bit, but he had a, a was it a neck beard? Yeah, God, those are bad. I think LA and beards really just don't go together. Well, if who's got the best LA beard? Ooh, that's a good question. No one. It's not a thing you do. LA beard. Uh, God, look at who's. Uh, <laughs> I can't think of his name right now because I've had the dick old uh, Kershaw. Horrible beard. Oh yeah, his is bad. There's no other beards I could think of in LA. Hmm. Any Rams with a cool beard? No, no. Chargers? Oh, that's right. They're in San. They're not in San Diego anymore. Is it weird that like maybe two years ago we could talk about LA sports and there was just the Lakers and maybe the Clippers and now there's like five teams in LA? Dude, I mean, you, you got to say LA is a great sports city just in terms of marketability. It has history and marketability. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm not going to say great sports city. I, it's great competition. I love the, the you know, I'm a Bay Area guy. Bay how Area. many Super Bowls does L.A. really have? None. Yeah, how many <laughs> World Series rings do they have? One. Yeah, so we're kind of smashing on them. Yeah. I'll, I'll give the Bay Area. You, you have to give it up to championships. Yeah, and if you're talking about ships, it's you got to give it to the Bay. We got jewelry, so. But, <laughs> yeah, the shop was just a horrible show. For me, it wasn't, I thought it was going to be a little more, you know, sports related. It was just more lifestyle and how LeBron competes and this and that and a little bit of history. And don't get me wrong. Are they bringing up worldly subjects? Yes. But if I was a kid and I was watching Michael Jordan have a TV show, I'd be like, like, show me something cool. Yeah. You know, he's bringing up, he's bringing up stuff I I could watch on CNN. Yeah, I, I I give it I give it to him for bringing up the social issues in regards of race and yeah he, and like, things like did, that. Did you hear what he said? He's and been, I don't and you know what, and it makes complete sense to me. You know, I, I'm, it's not like far fetched, but when he first signed in as a rookie, he was like, I ain't messing with white people. Yeah, when he went to his high school, uh, Mary Catherine. It was to I forget what high school he went to. Sister Mary, the sister poor. Mary of the poor, right? But he was like, I'm not messing with white people. I'm just here to play basketball. And he wasn't really into that. And I could understand that. He grew up in the hood. Yeah. You know, single parent, you know, but he worked it all out. But it was not the show I was expecting. Because when we go to the barbershop, it is a really good time. Oh. I can't not wait. Like, if you, when you call me, you're like, hey, I'm getting a haircut. I'm like, hey, I need a haircut. Let's go. Oh, yeah. It's laughs. King's Barbershop in Sylvain. Totally. Thank God for that place. Gives us a good place to sit and bullshit, and and our barbers are the, the, they feed us the oh, the, to, yes. the ammo to make fun yes, of people, and everyone's like, I might not know the guy sitting next to me, or the guy getting a cut, but we're gonna we're gonna chat it up. We're from the same neighborhood or the same city, and we get our haircut at the same place, and we know the vibe. 
Yeah, oh, you know, we're always talking in there, too. It's like when we'd go in during World Cup, it was nonstop soccer, this, and then basketball season was full swing. We'd be talking about basketball. But we, it, it's not even like, yeah, we talk sports, and that's what we do, obviously. Yeah. But we've talked about, like, relationship situations. Oh. Girlfriends, boyfriends, this and that. And we're ta- sometimes there's a girl in the barbershop with her baby. Yeah. Waiting for her to get a haircut. Guess what? If you don't like it, get out of the barbershop. Yeah, you don't belong here. You, you can't. If you, you don't say anything, you, she stayed you, quiet. Yeah. Or she, if, you more than welcome to participate. I have never heard a woman talking in our barbershop. No, they just kind of sit there and like <laughs> absorb it all in. But you, I always, I'm a game, t- so my tradition when I played was, hey, I got a haircut. Because once you're on varsity, there was time after, you know, my senior year, I think I got after out after third or fourth period. I didn't have a fifth or sixth. Get my haircut. Have plenty of time for pregame. It was just my tradition. So when I started coaching, I have to get it a lot earlier. But I get my haircut game day and go on from that. And so Vic is my boy. Gives me my haircut. I don't get it every time because my hair don't grow that fast anymore. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, it's just a cool thing. And I wish LeBron's TV show at the shop would be a little more lighthearted, a little more funny, almost comedic. It's almost too scripted. Well, they're drinking wine. Don't get me wrong. I, our barbershop, can we have beers? Yeah, they yeah, have beers in the fridge. Beers. But it's just like a little hoity-toity, not realistic barbershop talk to yeah. me. And that's all I want. So guess what? The shop, LeBron, your t- new TV show, you're on the bench. Take a seat. Yeah. All right. So now we're done with that. Let's talk about college football. It's back. I'm excited. We got a game tomorrow for you guys who are listening right now today. What is it? It's um, Northwestern and Purdue, I think, is the game tonight. Yeah, Big Ten uh, game. Big Ten game right out Boilermakers. Yeah, versus the uh, perennial. Lawyers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the perennial academic powerhouse. Don't do anything. You might get sued. Right. Um, how's that game go? Northwestern is always sneaky in the They'll Big Ten. They'll have like a small quarterback that's just dangerous. And they always pull at least one upset a year. They'll beat some ranked team in a game they have well, no Well, you know they're going to be way anymore. more organized and prepared All than most teams. Are they going to have more talent? Probably not. They're going to be smarter. They're going to be smarter. And week one is the time to play a tougher team, I think, for them Do for those reasons. In that, in that game, I'm, I'm going to give the nod to Northwestern. Yeah. I mean, I, that's, that's exactly what I'm thinking. You know, they're going to come out. They were going to run the ball. They're going to do just enough in the passing game. Purdue, Purdue's always got some like a couple of guys that are just legitimate talent wise, but just as a whole team, they they always seem to make too many mistakes, especially in the Big Ten, because they can't they can't. The big who is t- the best football player coming out of Purdue of all time uh, or recently? Drew Brees or Michael Stott? Drew. It's got to be Drew Brees. Yeah. Um, we Ohio State's playing. Oh yeah, Ohio State has uh, Oregon State. I don't. The matchup doesn't intrigue me all that much because. But if guess you, what? They have an interim head coach. Yeah, um, God, Urban Meyer, three game suspension. Uh, Ohio State is so much better on paper, just talent everywhere. Who's their starting QB? Is the is the kid from Gorman starting? I don't. Tate? I, no, I don't. I don't think. Uh, I don't think Tate's starting. I think it's the other kid. It's. Um, God, what is this? It's not JT Barrett. JT Barrett is on the Ravens. Was he I think. like a seventh year senior? <laughs> I wouldn't surprise me. I mean, Ohio State seems to keep everybody around that long. Um, 
but I I I still think Ohio State wins in a landslide, regardless of they who's should. at the helm. But we're we're mentioning it as a game of the week for uh, a college game of the week for us because we just want to see how they do without Urban. Exactly, you know, Urban's a winner. So is he allowed to practice with them, or is it like he he's got to be gone for those, uh, his suspension? You know, I think he's got to be gone. I think he's no not, campus. I don't no think nothing. he's even allowed on the campus. And I don't know if it's a home or away game. I didn't look, but I don't think it really matters. Uh, they're playing Oregon State. The only thing Oregon State has is if they play in Corvallis, that stadium is super loud because it's just a very small bowl. Yeah. Um, our boy Chris Joe, who just recently got married, big con- ups. Congrats, Chris! Way to do, way to do, way to do the right thing there, buddy. I mean, taking your step forward as a man, getting married, getting ready to start a family, hopefully soon. Uh, did you hear where he's going on his honeymoon? He's, oh, like where? the worst honeymoon I've ever heard. He's going to like Slovakia and like Eastern Europe. Hey, and, but he's gonna, he's gonna have fun. He's going to, it's interesting to him. Oh, I, He's way more educated than us. Yes. He finds real things that are supposed to be interesting, interesting, where we were like, why is there scripture on this wall? I, I called him up. history. I called him up and asked him, hey, where are you going on your honeymoon? He told me in a mall, oh, it's a good thing you came in summertime because in winter it can get very <laughs> depressing doing my best Euro trip impersonation. He got a good chuckle out of that. Yeah, no, it's. So where where were you, where did you go? Jamaica? Uh, we went to Saint Lucia. Oh, okay. I I haven't even had my honeymoon yet, so. Well, you can't stop knocking your wife up, so. I'm baby making right now. Yeah. I'm I'm still considering. I know we've I've mentioned that. Hey, I want to go to the DR, but do I go to Mexico instead? Well, I think we're all going to Mexico this summer, so I think you should tag along. I know. I think times. Mexico, and the, and I just want to be in the Gulf. The Gulf of Mexico is way better. I would think so. I mean, Unless it's hurricane season. It's pretty messed up. But, uh, but you can't be Cancun. Yeah. We're, we're, I think we're going... The Yucatan to, Peninsula. I think we're going to Tulum or Cancun this year. Playa yeah. Mujeres. Playa Mujeres. That place is legendary. Yeah, I think that's... Great party town. It's one of those two where we're going this summer. Yeah, what other games are coming up this week? We got a Michigan game for sure, right? Uh, Michigan versus Notre Lame. Um, I'm going... You know... Who you got? Harbaugh for sure. Do Michigan Jordan Gear? I'm a Mich- I, I've I've been just like listening to myself, and I mention Michigan all the time. I love Michigan. You know, I love Charles Woodson. You know, I like Tom Brady. Just the alum that have come out of there, awesome linemen come out of there. Yeah, I think I'm not, I, they're not one of my favorite teams, but I, they're in my head when I think about college football. Yeah, I just I hate. I like him over Ohio State. I hate Notre Dame so much that I hope Michigan throttles them. That's what I'm saying. I also hate Notre Dame. And I hear they're coming out. I hear Notre Dame's coming out in like the worst unis. What? I Under Armour. I think they're wearing like some pinstripe Yankee look. Oh, I did hear about that. Oh God, that just sounds terrible. I mean, dude, stick to your tradition. Are they playing in that arbor? I don't know. I don't know where it is. I, 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 have, I have no idea where any of these games are. To me, you know. I'm just excited. You know what, though? A lot of the times you get a week one game and these big time schools are playing Rice or, you know, some Austin small P, school. Austin P or Furman. Or, right. So it's great to have week one power matchups. Yeah. You know, 
you, you set the bar high as opposed to playing Gaviota State or Tijuana <laughs> Tech and just go out and beat the shit out of them. Right, you're going, you're, they're going big. Yeah. So I respect that, and, and hopefully it works out for them. But, uh, you know, for Michigan, what they've been doing with Harbaugh the last couple of years, they've had some horrible upsets. Oh, yeah, they just— They've had some bad upsets, and I think— you Michigan, know, State, the, Michigan State seems to have their that, number. Was it two years ago where they had that last-second play where they were trying to punt and they blocked it? Yeah. Oh, horrible. Um, just Michigan just can't seem to get out of their own way. What do you think about their Jordan gear, having the jump man on their gear? Does it throw you off? Yeah, I'm not a fan. Just not a fan. I mean, they don't do anything. They're, they 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 tend to stick to like the traditional kind of like USC. Well, there's a lot of schools out there. When we're yeah. talking about that, it was, I was talking with a friend. Is there's some schools again, the Oregon, TCU, Baylor, Boise State. You know. They're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna have some cool gear. They're, and they're gonna, gonna change it up. Oh yeah. But there's certain schools that guess what? Stick to the tradition. Absolutely. Alabama, SC. You know, hearing about Notre Dame doing this is insane. I thought them going green was a big jump. Oh. You know, yeah. even though they've done it for years. Yeah. But you not very often. But you know, Michigan is one of those that they got the jump man, but they're still gonna wear their traditional gear. Yeah. Uh, another game on the docket: Texas Tech, Old Miss. It's let's not- let's let's give it up to Texas Tech. Yeah. You. Since we you went hunting in Lubbock. I've been three times in the past two years to Lubbock. I love Lubbock. And Texas Tech is just around the corner, right? It, Dude, I've passed it several times. And uh, I love you, being a hunting American, red-blooded male dude. They're, they're, lo, they're what is it? Uh, slogan. Slogan. Guns up. Guns up. That's what my t-shirt says. Guns and you're up. wearing it right now. You are a huge Texas Tech guy. I, I liked... I really started... Enjoying Texas Tech in the NCAA basketball uh, <laughs> tournament. You know, I started following them. They're killing it in basketball. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to give them some love in football. Oh, for sure. They've had great alum. Uh, you know, their, what was their coach's name? That's coaching that state now, Washington State. Oh, that uh, scientist. Mike Leach. Oh, Leach. He pretty much brought them to the forefront. Oh, yeah. And now it's Cliff Kingsbury, a former quarterback there. Uh, dude, they're exciting to watch offensively. If they could ever just play some defense, you know, it'd be really exciting. And then they got a, you know, one of their linebackers was from Last Chance U, Dakota. Oh, yeah. He can't, yeah. Dakota's, oh, I can't He got in a little name. trouble. He was a bounce back. Yeah. And then he bounced right and back to he, his old then school. He went right back. And they liked tech. him. He's such, he was such a good part of the, the Mississippi, the East Mississippi's team. Yes. And, you know, I just, I, I like what they do. I, I like all that stuff. Old Miss, Old Miss is, is hit or miss, you know, Old no Miss pun is, intended. They have been in some drama with the NC2A these last couple of years. Yeah. Hugh Freeze just kind of, I don't know if he did him dirty or just. I don't, I don't he had no idea what was going on, but uh, he got caught in the mix. Well, they all know all those Southern schools, people are getting paid. Oh yeah. Right. And. Just the stuff that was going on. Who was the lineman who was smoking out of the, the face mask bong? Oh, dude. I, I, I can see it on draft day. I just, oh, yeah. they they. So there's a, a documentary on YouTube. You can even watch it. But it's called, like, Foul Play. And it's all on Old Miss. It's four episodes, about 25 minutes each. And uh, they talk about if he was, you know, bombarded by people because the video came out right before and there were so many things that happened. And there's a kid with at, that played at Mississippi State. You sh- you got to watch it. Foul play. It's a pretty good sports documentary. I'll have to check it out. Oh, dude, insane! But there's people. There's bagmen 
who pay all these guys. And anyways, there was a kid who took 10 G's from Old Miss and the next day took 11 G's from Mississippi State. Good for him. Yeah. Oh, he, he took all the money he could and went to Mississippi State. But it all ties together with what was his name? Lindell or Light? I think I wrote it down somewhere. Anyways, it's just insane what's going on with Ole Miss drama. And they do a lot of these documentary films to make them look better. Last year they did one with their new coach. Yeah. Controversial. But the amount of money that Ole Miss has and how Southern they are. Oh, dude. I'm going to take them. That's for it. How, for how dramatic it is and the penalties that they I think they had no bowl game last year, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to take them. They're going to win. I'm taking Tech by two <laughs> They're scores. They're paying their players. You know those players are happy. I'm taking Tech by two scores. Ole Miss. Let's go, Rebels. All right. Um, <laughs> in, in my opinion, the biggest game of the weekend, the highest ranked game is Auburn and Washington. You got Auburn at number nine and Washington at UW at number six. Um, this, this, to me, could go either way. Um, Auburn, always tough. Um, what's what's the head coach's name? Gene Chizik. Yeah, Chizik. Uh, I love his offense. His offense is just so dynamic. And Auburn's uh, such a good college football team every year. Oh, dude, they're stacked. You know, the an SEC like perennial almost powerhouse. If it, UW lost a lot of talent, they did. They lost a lot of guys. And can they rebound? I don't know. I mean. But you know why I like it? Because I am a Pac-12 dude. Oh, yeah. I want our boys to do good on the West Coast. And we always kind of shoot ourselves in the foot. A Pac-12 team will beat another Pac-12 team that's on an eight-win win streak, seven-win game win streak. But they always shit the bed against they, the SEC. Right. And always. so if we set the tone week one right now, Pac-12 teams might get higher ranked. My, and go throughout this, you know, the beginning of the season the, you looking know, a little bit better. Because I want us to be in the... I want us to be in the playoff game. I do too. My thing is, is the Pac the Pac twelve just doesn't seem to reload as better as the SEC teams do. The SEC teams always seem to stay. And Washington like, is a little tougher too. It's not like you're sunny. Oh, dude, it's 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 hard recruiting. You know, it's like, oh, do you want to come up to Washington and play football? <laughs> it's rainy. Yeah. Uh, you, do you like Nirvana? Yeah. Pearl Jam. Are you a naturally depressed kind of person? <laughs> oh, do you it's like so bad. gloomy days? Yeah. When you know we're listening to like upbeat hip hop music, and they're literally listening to like, hey, do you want to kill yourself? Yeah. It's, uh, it's kind of catch this fish. <laughs> Have yeah. your parents come to the dock. Right. Uh, it's just. It's 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 tough sell. It's a tough sell. Northern Washington. But they've been playing good ball. They they've been doing well. You know they're getting guys up there. They're playing well. Um, God, I I still think Auburn's going to win this game because I think they'll be able to run the ball a little bit better. You know that's what you you know I I put money on Auburn, but I'm going to go for Washington. Uh, yeah, I'm you dub. I'm in the same boat. Yeah. Um, last game turnover uh, chain. Turnover chain. How, f- dude? The last game that we're we're gonna highlight for this week is U Dub. I'm oh, no, sorry, U Dub. The, the U, U, the U versus, versus LSU. LSU Tigers. Go it. Tigers! I'm excited. This is probably the the most speed 
with 22 guys on the field that you'll see. Oh, it's going to be insane. It should be. Traditionally, those are the two fastest teams. Talk about secondary versus just explosive attitude from Miami. Yeah, my, Miami Miami to me isn't the team they used to be in the late 90s or early to late 90s. But they have the mentality still. Oh, dude, they're, they're bringing it back after the turnover last year. Last year was insane. Dude, the amount of hype the turnover chain generated was just huge. And that's, that is, in my opinion, that's great coaching. Oh, yeah. You find something that will rally your guys collectively and just look at the buy-in they got from that. Oh. The turnover chain, everybody was all about that. That defense was out there fighting for the ball. People don't realize that. Other teams had something like similar. But nothing's been as big as the turnover. It was chain. whack. Everything else was just. Well, did you see what Georgia had like those shoulder pads with the spikes? They yeah, had like colder and shoulder pads, like the Legion of Doom. And they shit. went. They went to the national championship no, game. Nobody gave a shit about that. That we, turnover chain murdered them. That turnover chain. Them was the versus shit. Notre Dame last year when Notre Dame had a little hot streak. Yeah, murdered them. Murdered. Uh, so I'm loving Miami, but I'm loving LSU, bro. See, LSU to me just I can I, I like Ed Ogeron. Ed Ogeron is a great head coach. I love after father. hearing him speak at a conference. I just he's just a good old boy. He know he loves his football. And he coached out here on the. He was, he's he, a pack. He was 10 a pack, guy. He was a pack ten guy at the time. Um, just LSU to me defensively, their D line is always legit. They always have good secondary guys and at least one good linebacker. Offensively, they're just so fucking boring to watch. <laughs> they they're gonna they're gonna hammer you out in the run game. They do just enough in the pass game. Their quarterbacks are always barely mediocre. But they got speed. They do have speed. You know, it just, it's one of those games that... But they are definitely a secondary U. Uh, That's, like, Pitt State is linebacker U. They have to be secondary U. Yeah, I mean... Especially last game, Patrick Peterson, and you got Honey Badger. Those guys are the... It's it's pretty much a... Yeah, you know, they're your standard SEC team that pump out guys to the NFL. It's It's not a USC or a Miami pipeline to the NFL, but it's still pretty legit. Um, you know, my, I'm I'm gonna go Miami by a score. Uh, one score. One score. It's gonna be tight. There's gonna be some defense played in this game. The turnover chain is coming out. Well, LSU is ranked at 25 and Miami's eight, so that should be kind of an easy pick. No, I don't. You know, I think it's gonna be close. I think it's gonna be close. You know, uh, is Brad Kaya still the quarterback at Miami? I I didn't even look. Brad Kaya, you know, from Cathedral High School. Oh, no, excuse me. He's from Chaminade, who was in our division three years ago. Do you remember when we were about to play Chaminade, if we made the playoffs? Yeah. And how people were like, don't put our kids up. Like, we had a, we were a bid. We had to put our bid in, right? Yeah. And Chaminade, everyone was like, Chaminade's going to beat us up, like, physically. I'm like, Chaminade's not going to touch anyone. They are the fastest team in the nation. Yeah, and they went out and beat Sarah that year. They were insane. That was when uh, Sarah had a Dory Jackson, and Sarah went out and lost to Chaminade. Um, but, yeah, one-score game, Miami. All you, right. You taking LSU? Oh, God, I want to. I I think I like the Ed Ogeron. i kind of been following him a little bit lately. But I think it's an easy pick with them at Miami at number eight. They've done a great job recruiting again. They're at, they're at the top of the recruiting class. Is it safe to say that the U is back? Uh, well, I, I'm, I'm going to say no to that. 
because when the U was when when the U is there, they're a dominant team. Dude, just like they're a dominant team. Are they going to dominate that? Like it's it's. I'm not going to say that because it's it's far and few between. But if they are back, it's something to watch. I wouldn't. I'll watch every game. Like the U part two when they're talking about all the guys on the squad. And it's like, oh, we had Kellen Winslow, we had Jonathan Vilma, we had this guy, we had that guy, and they were on the bench. I mean, those are all first-round draft pick guys to the NFL. Just the U just pumps them out. You know what's cool about this game, though, too, is do you know where they're playing? They're playing in Dallas. Oh, is it the Cotton Bowl? No, they're playing at Cowboy Stadium. Oh, dude, that's awesome. Oh, yeah, is it AT&T? I think it's AT&T. Oh, yeah, it's going to be a hype game. It's it's probably the the most impressive part is when you're watching these kids play in Dallas. It should be fun to watch. But it's almost like a home game for LSU because really close. You yeah. know how many guys after Katrina happened? How many guys were just so close to Texas? Yeah, and a lot of people went to Texas, and so yeah, it's real close. Miami though, it should be you know they're they're the powerhouse powerhouse team. They're a top ten ranked team, and Let's it's see a they su- do it. and it's a Sunday game. How fun is that? I love Thursdays. Yeah, oh, dude. Watching college I'm ball. So Sundays glad watching college, college ball. Is back. It's the truth. I'm super happy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna make some wings, homemade wings, watch some college football. I'll be good. I'll be in my new my new abode. Nice. Yeah. Good make word. Sure. All yeah. right. Let's let's switch gears a little bit. You know, we've been talking a lot about football, but you know, we're gonna come back to something that uh, we haven't done in a couple of weeks. We're going to go back to the Manny Wood watch. How's Machado doing out in Los Angeles? Um, you know, it's been a few weeks since we've since we've paid attention to him, but uh, since August 17th, he's 12 for 45, five bombs, 14 ribs. Five home runs. Five home runs. Doing okay. And the Dodgers uh, are what, a couple, one game back now? Uh, the Dodgers are sitting in third place in the NL West, uh, a game behind the Diamondbacks, a half game behind the Rockies. I mean, it's going to be tight. That that race is just too close right now. With a few weeks left, it, every game counts. So wait, how many? I, you told me before, but is it what four or five weeks before playoffs? Um, yeah, October. October is when the playoffs start. All right. So you know, is I'm still like again, I'm not a Dodger guy, but I'm hoping Manny is that edge because we're following them. Yeah, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think the Giants have what it takes. <laughs> How much does that hurt you? It hurts a lot. It does. They, they just, they don't have it. And then you got the Padres. You know, at a close fourth, twenty-two games back, twenty-two games back, no big deal. Uh, let's, <laughs> let's pretty much say they're fucking done. Yeah. Um, but the Rockies, the Rockies are playing great ball. They're getting pitching from fucking bums that normally don't pitch well. Uh, they play in a terrible park to pitch in, and you know they're just they're holding their own. They're beating the snot out of the ball. You know you got a guy like Nolan Arenado leading the way. Um, your offense should be pretty prevalent. Um, you know Charlie. Oh God, what the hell is this? I can't. I can Charlie Blackman. He was last year's NL batting title winner. He's still he's still there hitting the ball well. Um, they're just getting production from a lot of spots. I just want them to make the playoffs, go to the World Series, and lose to the Oakland A's. Ooh, that that could be possible. That's, Oakland is playing some they phenomenal are baseball right now. Super good. Moneyball, Billy Bean. But that would be great, you know. Uh, so, hey, good show, Sean. Last one here in the dungeon. It's It's, like I said at the beginning, very bittersweet. 
you know, I think we've drug on long enough about football and, you know, through a little baseball. Well, we're football there. guys, though. We're football, you know. And it's football season. It's the best time of the I've year. I've never been so, so, as anxious as I've been and excited for this college season. The way people are promoting it now, you know, following the teams we do on social media, it's super fun. You see these oh, kids yeah. inside of camps and see how they're doing. And not to mention, we're only a couple, like, two weeks away from NFL starting or a week and a half from NFL. I know you got a fantasy draft coming up this weekend. I, I have one this weekend, and I have two next week. Yeah. I'm Well, and then I'm also excited about we got two players that are actually going to play against each other in in two weeks. We got uh, Timmy Gothier, who's one of our fans. He listens to us. Yep. He's playing for Pacific Lutheran. Yep. And then one of our stud football D linemen, uh, Playing at Cal Lutheran out of one of the Thousand Oaks. Yes, he lives right there. They're going to play against each other week one. Uh, we're going to play again. We're, we're probably going to go to the game. Uh, I'm hoping we are. And they're actually really good friends. Yes. It <laughs> so should, it, it should be a great game. It should be a great game. We're going to go watch that. And was is that Division Two or NAIA? Uh, I'm. I'm... <laughs> we got to look into it, but yeah. it's just great seeing our own kids that we've coached play at the next level and actually play against each other. Yeah, that's going to be cool. Who are you picking? Oh, God, I know next to nothing about either I'm team. I'm going Cal-Lu. I, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> I was going to say Cal-Lu. Hey, I'm going for the California team. It has nothing to do with the kids. It has everything to do with the state they're playing out of. Right. Cali, baby. <laughs> All day, every West side day. is the best. Well, they're both on the west side. Oh, God, I don't know what to say right now. Yeah. I Sorry, think, Tim. Yeah, I think I think you're done. <laughs> hey, it's another episode of Home I Whistle. Thanks for listening. I'm Paulo. I'm Foy. And we're out. Hit the music. Can you blow my whistle, baby, whistle, baby, let me know. Girl, I'm going to show you how to do it, and we start real slow. You just put your lips together, and you 